0: Welcome, everyone, to a special episode of The Burn. I'm Emily Purcell, a member of the Wildfire Magazine team. This week, we are taking a break from our regular podcast schedule for the U.S. Thanksgiving holiday. While April enjoys a little downtime with her family, I'm here today to share with you a re-release of one of my favorite episodes from The Burn Archives, My Life is a Movie, with storyteller Jen Pogue. Jen is an actor and producer living in Toronto, Canada, which is my hometown. I love the unique way she writes her piece like a movie script. It drew me into her world and made me wanna know more. Her piece is one of my very favorites from all of the wildfire issue archives and is included in our first book, an anthology that came out last month called Igniting the Fire Within, stories of healing, hope, and humor. Available now on Amazon. In this episode you'll hear today, Jen talks about finally learning how to live in the present. Jen's de novo metastatic breast cancer diagnosis at 37 years old gave her permission to stop and reflect on what makes her truly happy. And it wasn't the Hollywood glitz and glam she had been chasing. I can relate to this in my own life. I was diagnosed months after finishing my law degree and thought my life was going to be fast paced. I pictured working long hours as a successful lawyer But after my stage three cancer diagnosis, my priorities shifted. I found my passion. It was helping others diagnose young with cancer. Hearing how others have navigated their own diagnosis gives me permission to also live life the way I want. So thank you, Jen, for inspiring me with your beautiful story. After listening to this episode, I hope you feel as inspired as I did to find the things that make you truly happy. Happy listening.
1: I'm April Stearns, the founder and editor of Wildfire Magazine and the host of this podcast. Today we're going to hear a piece about flipping the script. Have you ever had that daydream where you think about who would play you in the movie version of your life? In my writing workshops, I tell people to write their stories in scenes as if it were unfolding on a screen as a movie. Where are we? Who else is there? What's happening? I tell my writers to slow it way down, really get in there and use their senses. I want them to show it, tell it, and reveal it. But what if your whole life is already set in terms of movie themes, and then breast cancer comes along and startles you into a starring role in the movie you never wanted to see, much less be in? My guest today is Jen Pogue. Jen is an actor and a producer. She was diagnosed at 37 years old with stage four triple negative breast cancer. Jennifer works for various film and television organizations in Toronto, Canada, and she is the co-creator and host of the podcast Women on Screen Out Loud, which promotes women in film on all sides of the camera and also serves as the industry series producer for the Canadian Film Fest. Jen's world came to a screeching halt when she was diagnosed in February 2021, and she has since spent much of her time in waiting rooms at Princess Margaret Hospital, cuddling her husband, Warren, and her dog, Scruffy. Today, Jen is here to read a piece she wrote for Wildfire Magazine's MBC issue. This was our survivorship issue from 2021. And this is an issue in which we spotlight those diagnosed stage four. Although every issue of Wildfire includes stage four stories, each October, we devote the entire issue, all 100 plus pages, to those living with metastatic breast cancer. Because in a month that's devoted to breast cancer awareness, we feel there's not enough metastatic breast cancer awareness. So this last 2021, our theme was survivorship, meaning all the ways in which individuals find life and meaning in the days, weeks, months, years, etc., following that diagnosis day. Welcome to the burn, Jen. Thank you for having me. I am so glad you're here. So the piece that you are reading for us was one you wrote called My Life is a Movie. Mm -hmm. I am going to turn the mic over to you. Yeah, I'm going to turn the mic over to you in a second and we'll have you read. And then you and I will have a juicy discussion and we'll get into all of it after. But for now, would you indulge us and read your story?
2: You got it. Here we go. (sighs) Our hero's eyes well up. Her hands quiver as her mouth opens to divulge the unexpected. I have cancer, she mouths as her voice shakes. As the weight of despair and calamity wave over her matched by the swell of orchestral music, we... Cut. Check the chips. Wrap the crew. Edit the scenes together. Release to the masses. Off to the Oscars we go. My life has always felt like a movie, mostly because my life has mostly been about making movies. I started acting professionally when I was 21 years old and started producing in my 30s. I have been transformed into zombies, monsters, a centaur, and a gospel singer to name a few, had my head chopped off with an axe, and kissed strangers like they were my one true love. I have worked tirelessly with incredible teams to purposely cause intense car crashes, safely, and gang shootouts. I've immigrated show stars across borders and figured out ways to house and feed entire film crews on extremely limited budgets. I've tackled more logistics and problems than I can count. I married an incredible filmmaker and director. Our household is a non-stop creative hub of my dreams. In short, making movies has been the first thing I think about when I wake up in the morning until I shut out my stresses each night. To make it in this industry is to continuously push through your projects and always have your next few lined up. Hustle or bust, you're only as good as your last performance. February 2021. Smack dab in the middle of my latest production balancing act, I was suddenly asked to take an afternoon off to report to a doctor's office in person, only to hear those incredibly surreal words. I'm so sorry, Jennifer, but you have metastatic breast cancer. Cue the soundtrack. Zoom in on her eyes as she takes in those incredibly surreal words. Wait, what? This was an over-the-top dramatic lifetime movie script, not my actual life. How does someone who has hardly experienced any health issues beyond getting sunscreen in her eye, who is 37 years young and still just getting started on her goals and dreams, who already has a lot to do this week, suddenly find themselves dealing with a stage 4 triple negative mbc diagnosis out of nowhere i have always instinctively played the supporting character role i surround myself with great people and lift them up with encouraging glances and witty banter when dramatic or comedic events occur both on camera and off i am the coworker who will take those tedious tasks off your plate if it will make the working environment more bearable for all despite a love for performing I am shy when it comes to being in the limelight, on any personal level. I'm not built for all-encompassing attention, max-level emotions, literal, life-dependent decisions. It's all way too much for me. I love my safe little roles. Supporting characters are vital. They add depth to the story and enhance the main character's experience, advancing the tale for all. But when the supporting character's stakes surpass the unexpected, well, the story structure inevitably fails. So here, I find myself now, leading lady, front and center, in my life story against my own will. The most gripping stakes that could possibly have been presented, far beyond the comfort of my roles and duties. In most scenarios, this would be the act where a bucket list is composed and fulfilled, where the trip of a lifetime is planned for those remaining months, where I let go of all my fears and do the unthinkable, quit my taxing office job and tell my power-tripping boss where to stick it. Seek out a requited lover and admit those things I couldn't in the past. You know, rob a bank just for the rush of it. Move to a rainforest to live with a cancer-curing shaman by eating nothing but tree fungus. Nothing to lose. So many places to go. (sighs) Trust me, I wish we were in a dark theater with our phones set to silent, drowning in layered buttered popcorn, a temporary escape from self-imposed surface stresses. But unfortunately, this is real life and no conventional Main Street plot points can actually prepare you for a diagnosis like this or tell you the right way to handle it. No one is promised a tomorrow, sure, but having these sudden uncertainties and timelines blindingly shine directly on you, it's absolutely agonizing. My mantra for any unpleasant task or project may be, the best way out is through, but living my full life is a very big project that I am not eager to get through or move on from in any way, shape, or form. Close in on our heroine. We hear her take a deep breath, steady and calm. A small twinkle forms in the corner of her eyes as we zoom out, taking in her determined stance. For the first time in as long as I can remember, I push my career-driven mind to the back and give my heart the driver's seat. It steers me towards soaking in the real moments, not the movies. It coaxes me to give my energy to what truly fills my cup, instead of my resume. To prioritize lazy Sunday cuddles with my husband and dog, rather than application deadlines. To say yes to that road trip with my girlfriends, instead of worrying about potential scheduling conflicts if I get that callback audition. Heartwarming family potlucks over awkward show-face smoothie events. To go slow and soak in those sunsets and summer nights. Surviving this current state of emotional turbulence is about being truly present and focusing on the small, short-term pictures, instead of a conclusion for that very big one. I don't care about getting ahead any longer. I just want to be here, right here, right now, and savor the simplest moments of this sweet life I've built up to now. Day by day, minute by minute, before those end credits inevitably roll.
1: Thank you so much, Jen. I was just lost in the sound of your voice <laughs> narrating your story. It's just beautifully done. Thank you so much. Thank you. So let's take a quick break here. Yeah, and we will do some um, do some digging in and hear more about this process for you. Hi, I'm Anseline Corso, and I was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer at 33 in 2018. I found the wildfire workshop while looking for virtual support at the beginning of the pandemic. Soon after I subscribed to the wildfire magazine. The 2021 wildfire body issue was published a week before I had surgery. So much of what I was reading online made me worry about the outcomes. Reading the stories in the body issue gave me the hope I needed. It made me realize I wasn't alone, that I would learn to accept my scars. It wouldn't come easy, but I would get there. I have the magazine sitting on a table that I walk past every day. Sharing our stories matters. Finding others like us matters. Thank you so much for the love, Anne. All right. Welcome back, Jen. Thank you again for your story. That was so beautiful. It was called My Life is a Movie. Mm-hmm. Thank you again for reading it. Oh my gosh. Thank you for the prompt to write it <laughs>
2: when when I did. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely sort of a turning point in the roller coaster that was last year of kind of getting accustomed to this new way of living. And um, yeah, it was a... Uh, Felt really good to get that piece out and then put it out there.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad. Well, I love that you said that writing it maybe represented it represented rather a little bit of a turning point for you. Can we start there? Will you talk a little bit about maybe the role that writing plays for you, or specifically what it was like to write this piece that was so? This was about your real life. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Absolutely. I. Um, i'm new to
2: writing and journaling um i haven't done it a lot it's a practice that i always kind of wanted to get into and then um, when i got the diagnosis it was i didn't i i started journaling um pretty close after just sort of as a form of therapy like you talk about all the time which is so you know it's i just felt it i i was Finally, able to express, there's so many layers of emotions that were happening as I got the diagnosis. And it's like even hard to relive now. It's been a year since um, I first got my diagnosis. And uh, writing just really helped center me and helped put words to the ways I was feeling and helped me explain it to others in a way that I just felt so lost in at the beginning. And um, a big theme for me was, you know, like, what do you do with this? Like, this is just so much. It just doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel like this could actually be real life. And, um, so the movie theme kept coming up for me. I'm like, this, it just feels so ironic that I like literally am in my own movie. And I don't want to be in my own movie for the first time ever. Like I just, I I just want to be like, you know, the supporting character that sits on the sidelines and helps get the project to fruition and, you know, sees it through. I don't want to be the leading lady of this story but here i am so what do i do with this and um this was sort of a beginning of uh that quest and and look inside for that yeah
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. well i just love this so much because it's almost a little bit of a flip of something that i feel writing often brings to to others, you know, to people who aren't accustomed to seeing life in a movie way. Mm. It's hard to articulate, but I feel that one of the key healing pieces of writing is that it gives you this opportunity to look at your life as the narrator mm-hmm. and maybe step beside the trauma a little bit. But in the case of you, you needed to, like you said, center yourself into the story. And come back in instead of taking that ten thousand foot voiceover, you know, role or the the um, supporting character role, you actually needed writing to help you center into it mm-hmm. and feel it as real life, and that became the healing part for you. Which I just think it's so interesting to center yourself as the main character.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's exactly what
2: sort of happened for me. I'd say, and then, I mean, the emotions that once you know, I found out this was going to be published, amazing, and um, then I ended up talking about it on my podcast um, that I use as a platform for other women, typically. And and my co producer said, Jen, uh, it's your turn now. <laughs> and so we put it out on there, and then CBC in Toronto, where I'm I'm from here. Uh, ended up publishing it on there, so it, the it went very far and wide after that, and that was that was another set of emotions to sort of process. But it really did feel like I was reclaiming some of the power that I had lost um, learning about this diagnosis in in the beginning. Where I'm like, okay, I'm talking about it actually is helping me, and the support that's coming back from the community as mm-hmm. I kind of go into detail about this because I had announced that I had breast cancer, but I didn't necessarily announce the severity of the disease. And, and, and as most MBCers mm-hmm. will probably agree with me, not a lot of people really quite understand that what MBC means, like how heavy of a diagnosis that really, really is. It's all very, very heavy, but um, and how, you know, uh, just like uncertain <laughs> that that one is. So that was me sort of yeah. laying it all out mm-hmm. there. Yeah going back to sort of that reclaiming of power. um, It was definitely something I didn't know I needed a lot in that moment.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, and isn't it interesting how this act of becoming vulnerable Mm -hmm. can be so strengthening, you know, and letting others see your story gave you maybe a little more fortification to face it yourself Mm -hmm. as well. Yes. Oh, yeah. You
2: nailed it. I know, Uh like being vulnerable and then, (laughs) yeah. And, and, um, what can come from that? It's, yeah, pretty incredible.
1: And it can be really, really scary. Yeah. (laughs) Of (laughs) course, too. I mean, you are being vulnerable in a way that's not customary for you. You know, this is a totally new diagnosis and you're talking about it and you're having to educate about what metastatic breast cancer is. Like, it's, it's all the things. And, it can be fortifying and it can also be very shaky i think mm-hmm. to find your your footing and i love what you say in your story about needing to come to the present you know and letting your heart take more of the driver's seat so that you could be there for you know for the cuddles and for the sunsets and saying yes to to the things that that are small but mm-hmm. that matter so much I wonder if you could just talk a little bit about the shift maybe it requires to be present in your life when maybe you're used to kind of looking at it more from like my life as a movie kind of perspective. Yeah, it's funny. I was just talking about this with a friend who
2: reached out to me, um, a Facebook friend who reached out to me this morning with his own cancer diagnosis. And we were talking about the black cloud that cancer sort of overshadows you with once it comes into your life. And I mean there's no gifts in this necessarily, but the one gift is mm-hmm. I really did not understand what it was to be present before. I've really built as I mentioned, you know, in the film industry, it's so competitive. It's so um you have to be on all the time. You have to be working on multiple projects in the hopes that one of them is going to be, you know, successful at some point. Um and so just really stopping everything for the first time in my life and giving myself that permission to stop and take all this in and reflect and really decide like what is it that makes me happy was there was some really beautiful discoveries in that and I found out that I'm actually quite simple and I don't need the Hollywood glitz and the glam that I've been chasing for such a long time. Um, I just, I, when I wake up and I'm feeling good, which is most days, um, I'm so fortunate to report at this very point in time. Um, you know, I'm just I get to see a sunset or a sunrise this morning. I I'm not up for that very often, but if I get to see a sunrise, like that's unbelievable. And you know, if I'm eating good food, it tastes so good. So these are um sort of yeah, the discoveries this year that have come my way that I just really try to stick stay in and, you know, um Yeah. Just really appreciate uh, just the very, the simplicities of life because life really is so beautiful and I don't want to take it for granted or run past it anymore as I have been sort of for the past 15 or so years. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. I love, I love everything that you just said Mm -hmm. and it's so complicated, right? Like I think the, the vast majority of the world thinks that you get a cancer diagnosis and then you become this enlightened being. Um, particularly I would say with a metastatic diagnosis, like all of a sudden you've, you know, you've, you've reached this other plane of being where everything makes so much sense. And the truth is that it's, it's just one day at a time. Mm It's, 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 you know it is discovering those little things that maybe you didn't know about yourself that really are fulfilling but it's also it's also real life as you said you know it's just it's just life yeah. happening before us yeah yeah
2: cancer is represented so funny in the movies too i've taken huge note of that (laughs) in the past year it's just like I bet you know it's like I'm like okay you know what maybe (laughs) not that I'm looking for more jobs or anything right now but maybe I can be a cancer consultant from film and tv moving forward because I'd like that is not accurate come on (laughs) and it doesn't have to be like that you know (laughs) but yeah no it really exactly yeah it really is true and I you know it sounds so cliche to I don't know it's like, no, life really is so beautiful, but it is. It is so beautiful. And um, I just really love that I'm not – I'm no longer stressed by making sure my emails are answered at the end of the day, you know, <laughs> in some certain ways. It's still <laughs> something that I, I'm still carrying on with my life. I'm still working here and there. Um, but uh, it doesn't take up as much space as it once did. That's for sure.
1: I love that. So this might be um, – you may have just answered this question, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm wondering if you thought about making making the NBC movie mm. like does it feel like there's a need for that? Does it feel like you're the person for that? Where is that kind of sitting with you these days?
2: That's a great question. Um I feel like it has to be a part of something I do pretty soon. <laughs> As much as I don't like watching, you know, I now I watch film and TV for escapism. I'm like, please don't mention cancer, please. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, I am. And I really feel like it needs to be re- represented uh, in a more proper fashion. And also so that, you know, there's a reason people are so scared of the word cancer because of the way um, it's been portrayed recently. And there's a reason you know, I live my life off of chemotherapy right now. I'm pretty grateful for it. I, uh, you know, it's like (laughs) I go in and I get it every three weeks and, and, uh, I hope I get to keep doing that for a very long time. Um, but if you mention the word chemotherapy to sort of a lot of, uh, people who, who haven't been affiliated with this, good for them. I hope that they don't, but like, you know, it's like, it doesn't have to be such a scary, terrifying thing. So, uh, yes, I, I do have aspirations to, um, showcase a lot of the themes and, um, feelings and things that have come up for, for myself and, and other, uh, cancer thrivers, survivors that I've met this year. And we'll see. I've, so far I've co-written a short film with a friend. Um, it's called Meet Cute and it's sort of set in the, in the, um, world of a rom-com Meet Cute. But, uh, as it goes in in, in themes, but what do you do when you keep meat cuting um as a single person? But uh you also have metastatic cancer, <laughs> you know. So um I mm. think it's it's pretty cool. And uh we'll see if I actually get the energy to make it at some point pretty soon, which hopefully we do. And hopefully we get some money for it. So that'd be nice.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Fingers crossed to all of that to the energy, to the money, to the creativity. We'll keep it all flowing. Thank uh, you. I love that, Jen. Well, thank you so much. My writer and guest today has been Jen Pogue. Her piece was called My Life is a Movie, and this was in the October-November 2021 issue of Wildfire called MBC Stage 4 Survivorship. Jen, will you tell us where we can learn more about you online? Yes, absolutely. Um, you
2: can follow me on the Instagram and the Facebook. I'm at Jen Pogue. Um, actually, I think my Instagram is at jpointo. Um, which I'm less and less in TO Toronto these days. So I might have to change that handle at some point um, <laughs> as I keep traveling and and hanging out in nature. Um, and uh, I have a website as well, jpoandco.com that you can see me and some of my upcoming
1: work at. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. Excellent. Well, we will link to all of that and you will keep us posted if this NBC project happens or yeah. anything else you're working on
2: yeah absolutely and thank you so much for having me thank you for what you do April. you're amazing
1: oh thank you absolutely i'm april stearns and you've been listening to the burn the burns a production of wildfire magazine where we share breast cancer stories from young women like you've never read or heard before we also strive to inspire you to write your story like you've never written it before stay till the very end for a writing prompt inspired by today's chat our producer is bill smith of shoe production and our production assistant is monica harrow Want more on the life-changing transformation to be had from telling your breast cancer stories? Visit wildfirecommunity.org to find a copy of the issue shared in today's episode, to find our now 35 issues in the Wildfire archives, and to take a writing workshop with me. There is no place on the planet like a Wildfire Writing Workshop, and I want you to experience it for yourself. Discover how to write your way back to yourself, write your way to reclaiming your body and your story, and don't forget to subscribe to The Burn and listen to it wherever you go. If you like what you hear, please leave us a starred review to help others find their way to writing the stories that need to be told. All right, here is your writing prompt. As always, I want you to set your timer for eight minutes, write without stopping or editing, see what needs to come out. But I want you to write your life in the third person write your life or write your cancer story in the third person what would it look like as a movie perhaps all right eight minutes without stopping see what needs to come out where it will take you happy writing thanks for listening until next time take good care